welcome to comment section. This is part two of our Endgame special. If you want to hear part one, listen to part one. But this is part two. We're going to continue our conversation. And just like part one, we are going to talk about this movie with full spoilers. That's right. It's going to be spoiled, and it's going to be spoiled soon. So if you don't want to be spoiled, stop listening, because I'm going to spoil it any second. I'm going to spoil it in three, two, one. I really am going to spoil it any second. Now I'm going to spoil it three, two, one. Thanos dies in the first five minutes. Did not see that coming. <laughs> no, I didn't. Uh, it was really a, oh, they did that moment. I thought it was April Fool's first thing. Yeah, I mean, how good it was to see Thor just get get that justice he wanted, though. Yes. Should have done it a few minutes earlier, but... Yeah, they're just a league of heroes that wants to see justice in the in the universe, so... Oh, yes, the DC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, so we went through what worked last time. Yep. Unfortunately, not everything for, for did most, work. For, unfortunately, for most, we're going to talk about uh, what didn't work because it's what we didn't get to in part one. So we're going to start off talking about what. I almost feel like I don't know. This is just a prediction. I almost feel like part two will be what didn't work. I don't know. If this goes long, I can almost see part three being like what's next. <laughs> Okay, we'll see how we'll this see. goes. Um, We're going to try to be perfectly balanced as all things yeah. should be. I honestly think... To quote the true hero of Infinity <clears throat> War, because he killed Ned. Thanos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I honestly, I probably unintentionally touched on a lot of the stuff I thought didn't work in uh, the first part. But I guess we'll touch on them again. Um, I know you're obviously going to have more, so... <laughs> because I overall liked the movie quite a bit. So um, how about uh, you start us off if you want to get right into what didn't work. Yes. You know, for this first one, I debated putting it on here. Because I almost don't know if it's unfair. Yeah. By side, it is what it is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're just going to, you know what, we got into this much of a hole. Let's yeah. continue digging. Let's dig it. After watching this movie, I'm not sure... Then Infinity War needed to exist. I almost feel like you could have started this movie with Thanos having all but one of the stones. He gets that final stone, and then the snap. Yeah. You know, this goes into what I was talking about in the last part, where I almost don't care about plot. I just care about the stuff that happens in, like... Like... So, I like that Infinity War exists. <laughs> so, I guess I don't care. Because if it takes two and a half hours or whatever to uh, tell the story of him getting the last Infinity Stone and snapping, then fine. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, you've got a point, though. I don't know. I'm just like, do I want to sacrifice this, like the great Spider-Man moments, the great Cap moments from Infinity War? Yeah, But at the same time, exactly. I'm just like, I don't know. I feel, I kind of feel like they could have just done this in one. Yeah, but then how do you how else do you make like four point five billion dollars? That is true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I guess I'll go to the next one. Um, so this we knew this was a three hour movie, and I said that you know this for a three hour movie this feels shorter than Infinity War, but I will say the opening before the five year jump, especially with Tony on. The ship with Nebula fell a bit dragged out. And I'll be honest, I was just like, oh god, 
is all three hours going to be like this? <laughs> yeah, no, that was actually, that was definitely the slowest part of the movie. Um, it did help build, like, a, a desolation sort of feeling. But, like, yeah, it was, uh, you know, it is all just to save the character. Like, they probably could have done it faster, but, yeah. It doesn't once you once the movie gets going, you kind of, I, to me I kind of forget about that part. Um, so yeah. Oh, did did you have other points, or have you pretty much covered all of them? Um, jeez, I. I mean, if I wanted to like, uh, like stuff we talked about in the last episode, I thought that um, even though I preferred this Hulk. He was still one of the most underwhelming characters overall. Um, I still wish they had hired someone else to be his voice. Yeah. Um, I just, no offense, it just his voice doesn't work. Yeah. His natural voice doesn't work. Yeah. Um, I mean, he had funny moments, but there wasn't like any too much serious hawks. I mean, him snapping is pretty cool. But, um, which I got spoiled. I didn't think it was oh, yeah. real. <laughs> yeah. That, oh, yeah. Um, geez. Maybe we should talk about this after our... Um, we Maybe we should talk about this after our What Didn't Work uh, to transition. But we should talk about the note and what you yes. thought was going to happen. We'll get to that. Well, what hap- I thought happened in the Infinity Gauntlet storyline. Okay. Um, uh, I suppose um, I wish some of... Even though I, I liked... Thor's, uh, I liked a, a lot of the stuff w- they did with Thor enough to not care. I guess I wish some things were played a little bit more seriously, so you would have more of, uh, uh, so, you know, it, so it would be taken more seriously, the the trauma of it. So this is all stuff that didn't work for me. Uh, Tony Stark saying he didn't want to risk time travel out of fear of losing his daughter, to me kind of felt a little silly. And there's nothing to suggest that she wouldn't be born. And, I don't know, maybe I'm just reading too much into it. I felt Infinity War suggested that Pepper was already pregnant. And I think her age kind of lines up with that. Yeah. That she's pregnant during Infinity War. Yeah, I think I think what they're honestly doing, though, I think that in media it is so established that when you go back in time and change something, everything else that happens kind of undoes itself. And I think that they they put a lot in to try and like like harp into the viewers like the time travel rules in this movie work differently. Okay, so even though um, you're right that it sounded like she was pregnant before that, um, I think reminders for the average person might be a little necessary, like that uh, dialogue. Uh, with uh ant-man asking if it's like back to the future um like i think that was a necessary dialogue obviously because it it explained their time travel rules and i think they just they probably wanted to solidify that like this is how it works you know what would maybe would have been interesting (laughs) this is if they were smart and went back to 2018 yeah what if somehow Tony had to sacrifice his daughter. I don't know. Honestly, like, as we were watching it, 
before they explained the time travel rules, I thought that was what was going to happen. I thought that they were going to have to have a serious discussion where it was like, you have to save all of these billions of people or your daughter. Like, I thought it was going to be like a serious choice that he had to make. And then they explained the time travel rules. <laughs> but, oh, you know, there is this moment, and I, I'm sorry to bring up the distinguished competition. DC, that's what they call them. Yeah. <laughs> that's at least what Stan would call them. There's this storyline. I've seen the animated version on the Justice League cartoon. I don't know if it's like this exactly in the comics. I'm pretty sure it's accurate. There's a moment where, like, Superman, like, has this plant that's, like, showing him what, like, a perfect future for himself. And it's, like, where Krypton never exploded and he's, like, with Lois and they have a kid named Van. There's a moment in the move in that show where... Superman is, like, talking to his son. He's kind of realizing, like, something isn't right in this universe. And he says, um, like, so, like, man, what, since you were, the day you were born was the happiest day of my life. And he says, like, but I don't think you're real. And then he's just like, um, I want to stay with you, but I have responsibilities. Yeah. So maybe, like, having to, like, say goodbye to his, his daughter to go back to 2019 yeah. could have been a that would have heartbreaking been heartbreaking sacrifice. That would have been almost too heartbreaking. So, <laughs> but she'll be back. She just has to wait five years. Oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you know, if you have to redo all of the stuff that makes someone who they are, then the the nurturing part, who knows? I don't know. I don't know. How stuff works. Um, I don't know. Let's bring. Let's hear more negativity. Yes. Um. While the Russo brothers try tried to emulate Joss Whedon's style, at least that's what I, we talked in the previous episode. I kind of feel like they tried to emulate Joss Whedon's style. Yeah. The, most of the time, the, overall, they did a good job. But having new, new Marvel humor put in context of the first Avengers movie from 2012 kind of shows how bad Marvel humor has now become. Like, Hulk hates stairs. <laughs> oh, yeah. I thought that was like. This is getting kind of cheesy. I don't know. It feels like it kind of put into context. The humor has gotten worse over time. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe for the most part. <clears throat> There's a lot of stare jokes. But uh, yeah, it didn't bother me too much. But I have this question to ask. And I know it's going to offend some people, but I don't care. Okay. Do you think the... At least the more humorous Marvel movies. Yeah. Or, or humor in Marvel movies, do you think it will help or hurt them as they age? I think it's going to hurt them as they age. Mm, humor is very, very, like, humor changes with time a lot. That that exists in all forms of filmmaking. That, like, you know, certain types of cinematography and lighting and stuff might change a lot, too. But maybe that, maybe people, people don't might not notice those things as much but i kind of feel like the captain america trilogy is safe first iron man is safe black panther is safe but I, maybe it's just because i don't i'm just using this as an example doesn't help that i don't like it but i think guardians of the galaxy has a very short shelf life i think that's possible because i mean there are even some jokes going back to it that don't land as well for me as someone who really likes it so it's possible but um I, at the same time, it's, you know, a lot of people might like those movies for more than just the humor, but it does rely on it a lot, so 
I don't know. We'll have to see. It's not something we can know right now. We'll have to give it 10 or 15 years. Yeah. All right. Now, as fun as time travel is in, like, the Flash TV show or how it was done, X-Men Days of Future Past. And in a few moments here, I don't know. It, it felt like I've seen this before. I've seen these, mov- I've seen these movies before. Once again, I'll gain those stupid stones. <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah. I just... I love time travel. I like the idea of them going back. It's a little, but it's a little bit like, like X Men: Days of Future Past. They're not going back to see themselves, which, well, I don't know. It's hard to explain. But in X Men: Days of Future Past, they're trying to prevent an assassination that will create the sent the Sentinels, which yeah. will destroy the mutant race. In here, they're trying to get some rocks. <laughs> yeah, I mean. If the just getting rocks thing, I could understand being boring, but like I specifically like time travel where you see the same thing you saw before again and from a different perspective. I do, but when it's done, yeah, better. Yeah, I don't know. Once I, again, I'm a sucker for it. I so. don't know if I've said it in here, but I, I I feel like they 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 made an effort. They tried the yeah. best they could. Yeah. All right. Um. Oh, I guess I see. I see again. Seeing them time travel to different movies that felt like we've already seen those exact scenes done better. Yeah. Um. I don't. Th- I mean, I don't think they. Like it didn't necessarily feel like the exact same scenes at all times. Or it's kind of funny to see the twenty twenty three characters' reactions to seeing things that we already saw in. Uh, 2012 for example depends on the scene but um so like I mean I thought that worked I mean I like I suppose like in general it could have been done better it's not necessarily my favorite example of this like movie trope if you will um yeah I don't know I didn't have as much of a problem with this so next up is the scene that they wa- I know they wanted to get me emotionally. Yeah. But it, I didn't think it worked. And it's when Black Widow and Hawkeye go to Vormir. And they fight each other. But who's going to sacrifice themselves? I'm going to sacrifice myself. No, I am. No, it's my turn. No, you stay here. I'll go. No, I'm going to go. I want to <laughs> sacrifice. No, no, no. It's my turn. <laughs> it just, honestly, seeing them fight and the way it was done, like, Honestly, it felt kind of cheesy and stupid. Especially when we saw the way it was... Especially when we saw a similar thing happen last year where Thanos sacrifices Gamora. Yeah. I I don't know. I would have liked to have been surprised. Uh, I... It just... I mean, I was surprised, although I didn't have the expectation... I didn't think I wasn't necessarily thinking that either of them were gonna die. Like I mean, I had no, I knew one was. Yeah. I knew okay, someone's not coming back. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, I um, like, I think it is that scene is very good. Like, I don't know. Like, it's a movie about heroes, and they're like trying this hard to be the hero who sacrifices themselves. Like, that is, they're taking selflessness to the level where they will duke it out to be the more selfless person. And I think that's pretty cool. I don't think it was the most successful emotional scene by any means, though. 
Um, uh, because, like, I did think that uh, Thanos sacrificing Gamora was more effective in Infinity War, um, which is also saying a lot because, you know, it's, you know, it's uh, original uh, Avengers characters who've been Avengers from the beginning of the MCU's Avengers, so it uh, should be probably a more effective emotional scene. I don't know. I kind of felt like a better way to do it would have been for Natasha to, like, shoot him with, like, some paralyzing dart or tie him up or something to where she goes to sacrifice himself. And he is fighting to break free to save her in time. But instead it was just like, um, all right, Hawkeye's going to go kill himself. Oh, no, now it's Black Widow's going to try and kill himself. Now it's Hawkeye. I was just like, just die already. I don't care who it is. Just freaking die already <laughs> it did it did it was a lot um but i thought it was exciting because i honestly i did not know who it was gonna be i i had no idea i thought it was 50 50 either one of them so the the drama of waiting to see who actually died was satisfying to me i think a more interesting way would have been if clint couldn't save natasha from sacrificing herself I think that that's a really good idea for a scene, but then you don't get to see superheroes fight. I don't care. <laughs> I know. I've seen it enough. I know. We had Civil War. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. I mean, that's not my favorite scene or anything, so. Honestly, when we saw Black Widow lying there dead, I was just like, finally, this scene's <laughs> over. <laughs> All right. I got, well, I've said it a lot. Once again, Thanos is trying to get those stupid stones. <laughs> yeah. It's a plot device that works to me. They're shiny. I'd go after them, too. So. I don't know. Maybe I feel differently if we had time. Like, if this... If Infinity War's story of him getting the stones was Avengers 1, and we and this was Avengers 4, but it's just like, I just saw this last year. Yeah, I mean... I almost think, to me, it almost feels like it's the same movie, but it's just a five and a half hour long movie. (laughs) All right. Now, I talked about how much I like Spider-Man in this movie. Yeah. But there was one scene. Yeah. And you know what it is. I think so. It's when Spider-Man uses Insta-Kill. I groaned. It completely took out the movie for a few minutes. I was just like, no. Russo Brothers... You did not just go there. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. I actually, is that um, when the, the spider legs thing? Is that what? I actually don't know what you're talking about. There's a moment where he goes, like, I think he goes spider suit, insta-kill. And, oh. then, the, and then that's when, like, I think the the stupid legs were there the whole time, but then they start actually fighting for Oh, him. yeah. I was just like, oh, F this. I don't even know, like, that reference, so... <laughs> I don't remember when he said insta-kill. Oh, in Homecoming? Yeah, or... he did it in, in, in Endgame. Um, oh, okay. I got you. I barely remember Homecoming at this point. So. You're lucky. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that. You know what's funny? The th- What I thought you were talking about, I just realized was from the Far From Home trailer that you haven't seen. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> don't watch it. I mean, I guess if you want me to watch it, we can um, live on this show. Do you but... want me to just say what he, he said? Maybe you've seen that. Maybe it was in the first trailer and I don't remember, but he says something that might be your worst nightmare. What? Okay, I'll say what it is. 
in the new trailer, he says, the world needs a new Iron Man. He did not! <laughs> oh my god. Like, he's saying that, like, without the world having an Iron Man, that he needs to step up and, like, replace him. <laughs> I'm at a loss for words. <laughs> like... Sony... Get Spider-Man out of this stupid cinematic universe. It's past its prime. It's crap now. Get him out. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if seeing it in context would make it any better, but... Uh... <laughs> I can't... Like, I feel like I'm being punked. <laughs> <laughs> when I saw that in the new trailer, I really was just like, oh, man, I can't imagine <laughs> what you'd think seeing, oh hearing that God. line. Yeah. And I'm not gonna go... I was gonna say, this movie makes me hate homecoming even more that's why they made spider-man and iron man knockoff it's because it's like no sony you did a better job with spider-man take him yeah get him out of this crappy cinematic universe it's not worth it anymore i mean you're like yeah. we've had a trilogy the russo brothers have done their trilogy get him out even i like i i want to see spider-man with spider-man's powers He's i don't just tony Stark Jr. like i don't want why would I care that he has Iron Man? Remind powers? me. Remind me. There were half jokingly, I wrote on Facebook three predictions for Spider Man Homecoming, Spider Man Far From Home. Uh oh yeah. Uh, uh I uh, um. Do you mean you want? Do you want to mention them or do yeah. you want? Okay. Remind me later. Okay. <clears throat> Got it. Okay. I. Oh my. <laughs> I almost don't know. Part of me knows you're telling the truth, but part of me feels like you're making this up. No, this is this is like when I said that the new title for the D Batman movie was The Dark Knight Rises, and <laughs> I'm telling the truth. Oh, God. Um, Suddenly, I don't miss the MCU anymore. <laughs> wouldn't it be great to make an episode in the future where I have seen Far From Home, and I talk about it, and you just react to what I say happens? That's what I said we're going to do one day. <laughs> Those are our future Marvel specials. It's you yeah. telling me them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. I don't even know how I can do the show anymore. A lot about the trailer, I'm not. Sh I really don't know if you would like. I mean, I obviously think you would hate it, but I I don't necessarily think it was like contained elements that you would hate uh, is, more. Was than... that the opening? That happened near the beginning. Oh, it's um, completely ruined. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. That's. I don't. I guess that's all I have to say about it. Wow. Okay. Well, getting back to Spider Man. I only saw the trailer once. I don't even totally remember the context of that line that much. I don't care what the context of the line is. Yeah. <laughs> um, getting back to how good Spider-Man was in this movie. <laughs> well, just, just if this is the end of the MCU for you personally, you can just pretend that that doesn't exist. Yeah. Um, his suit still looks like crap. All the money goes to... I wanted the Civil War suit. Yeah, I. This is the thing that's weird. Is like I think most, I think it's pretty known that shiny stuff doesn't look as good CGI. So I don't know why they don't just use like the not shiny looking suit. It looks better. Like and like, 
it looks so low budget too. Like, yeah, they clearly spent all their money elsewhere. It's too shiny. I don't even like glossy finishes on just real life stuff. I like a matte finish. Don't give me a glossy finish crap. Like, I felt that it was either... You know what? I, I have this question to ask. And I know it's going to offend some people. Yeah. But I almost feel like I have to, to ask. Is it that Marvel Studios understands Spider-Man and John Watts doesn't? Or is it that the Russo brothers understand Spider-Man and Kevin Feige doesn't? Hmm. I'm starting to think Kevin Feige doesn't understand Spider-Man. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Like to me, the biggest issue the, is just you the know what Iron the hardest thing is. The hardest thing is we've only had two directors do this. Yeah, it would be different if he like guest starred in like a Doctor Strange or something. Yeah, I you know, almost just like a third director is really going to show. Yeah. What way it is? Is it that Watch does understand Spider-Man, but the Russo, but Marvel does, or is it that the Russos understand and Feige doesn't? Yeah, I kind of would be curious to see what a different director would do, but I know it's probably never going to happen because I don't see him crossing over with anything that isn't just Iron Man. Ant-Man. That would that would work. The bugs. Yeah. It's a cool yeah, Hulk. There's an Ant-Man and a Spider-Man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They could make a movie called The Bugs. Yes. Bugs Life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> a Bugs Life. Yes. And Wasp. Far From Home. Wasp um, could show up, too. Oh, yeah. That's another bug. Different. You do a different director than uh, than Ant-Man and the Wasp and different director than Homecoming. Do yeah. they, I don't know who directed Ant-Man and the Wasp. Peyton but, Reed. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Get someone else. Yeah. I, I, I seriously don't understand how this, I, I don't understand how this how this studio can put out the version we see in Civil War and Infinity War and Endgame and put out this Watts version. I don't know. It's I definitely have come to agree at the very least that it's not that consistent, but I I just like seeing Spider Man. I don't know. <laughs> all right so back to spider-man i've got two requests just okay. two all right please keep your mask on and stop telling people your secret identity <laughs> oh yeah please keep the mask on that actually makes me think of another thing you'd hate in the trailer but i won't even get into no it. i want to know <laughs> oh, no um oh you know we can say that for what's next okay maybe i should watch the trailer for what's next i almost don't even want to be here when you see it <laughs> oh man there's gonna be lots of swearing <laughs> oh, no. okay all right so next i i don't know how i feel about this i just have to i understand the symbolism of having tony use the stones to snap and dust everyone but having a third snap yeah. <clears throat> Felt redundant. There was a snap it, in every single act of the movie. <laughs> yeah. And it made me wonder how many snaps until they break out into song and dance. <laughs> and if they had to kill Tony, which they didn't, mm -hmm. I would have preferred like, maybe more of a fight. Like maybe Iron Man snaps, the gauntlet yeah. lights up, and he punches Thanos. <laughs> um. <clears throat> I think I like the snap because it's a it's a it's a one two three rule. It's uh, 
as if we even needed to be reminded what snaps do, but um, uh, it's kind of the it's the powerful thing in the movie. So they uh, established it with uh, Hulk um, ba- barely being able to do it. So when you see him do it, it's like, oh no. I don't know. I, I think it maybe I would prefer more of a fight, but hey, it's not like he was defeated by yeah. a freaking tree. Yeah. Groot. <laughs> no, actually, <laughs> I thought that the first time you said it. No, so. <laughs> it's not like he was defeated by a tree. <laughs> and I also have to ask, why didn't he wish for the snap to protect him? Is that count as two wishes? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Like in the comics. You can snap and you'll be fine. Really? At least that's why I ran Infinity Gauntlet. Hmm. I mean, they wanted to kill him. I guess. (laughs) I guess. All right. So, positive. Ned died. Negative. He's back. He's back. (laughs) To which I have to ask, was it worth it and was it really a victory? (laughs) (laughs) He failed. Like, you knowing that Ned is back is Thanos at the end of the movie realizing he's about to dust, and he just sits there, and he just he just accepts it, and he dusts. I would like to think that there's a moment where he's thinking of what could have been. Yeah. And he is in, like, a field of flowers, and there's happy music playing, and he is kicking Ned's dust <laughs> into the air. Maybe he has a cat that uses it as a... Um, as kitty litter. <laughs> Thanos could totally have a cat. I could see that. Yeah. Evil people always have cats. Yeah. <clears throat> definitely. So, uh, yeah, that is a very astute point about this movie. Maybe, yes. So. It's almost, a, it's almost more of a tragedy than Infinity War. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, I gotta say it. Now knowing why they turned Spider-Man into an Iron Man knockoff instead of recasting Tony Stark Makes me hate Homecoming even more and wants me out of this stupid Passage Prime cinematic universe. The MCU is garbage. It also shows why Captain Marvel is set in the 90s despite the continuity problems that it creates and how difficult it is It like is with lying everyone up. Instead of recasting, the MCU is making other heroes cheat knockoffs. And I'll tell you this. If Chris Hemsworth hadn't renewed his contract i'm telling you this now shuri would be black panther's enemy hmm okay (laughs) not a reality we can see because thankfully thor is at least someone where we get to keep but um yeah and also gamora and loki's return was such a lazy cop-out uh, I mean... And when you think about it, it makes the MCU continuity... It's one of the reasons the MCU continuity is now so messy. I mean, it, thinking of Gamora specifically, I mean, isn't all that would have happened is that... Actually, that is kind of messy. She wouldn't. She wasn't there for five years, and then she teleported herself from the past... But the past still happened. So she technically still did the things in Guardians 1 and 2. And then 
She doesn't remember that's those things. That's not her, though. That's future Gamora. Well, that's what I mean, is that... Um, but those things still happened. And yeah. then she died. And then she essentially, from the past, exists now in the 2023 present, but without the memories of what happened in Pretty the much first two. Pretty much five years of character development gone. Yeah. They essentially rebooted her. Yeah, and it's... And now the conduit is such a mess. It's a super unnecessary character to reboot as well, but um, I just... I'm going to wait and see what they do. If they were going to do... They should have just killed off Nebula permanently. Yeah, I mean, she did kind of finish her character development in a way. It was just... it's It was sloppy. And... I think it puts a timestamp. MCU is coming to an end. You can't. You are so uninviting to new audience members now. Yeah, I, I, I think you are now like getting work as bad as like the comics. Like, you are so. Uh, like, they're not um, new user friendly. Yeah, definitely. Which is uh, that's one reason why I struggle to find a Marvel comic series that I can actually start with. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Um, I, I, I guess for me to totally write it off, I have to see first what they're going to do with Gamora and Loki. Because if Guardians 3 happens and it kind of makes it confusing compared to Guardians 2, like if, what if someone only saw the Guardians franchise? That, and they that's see the one thing. and two. You shouldn't have to see Avengers to understand what's going on in Guardians. But that's exactly it. I have to see how they handle it in three. I have no idea how they will. But if it somehow makes sense after two, then I think that there's some hope if they can successfully start a new saga. Um, without this confusion, but that is confusing. So, all right, here was a thing that pretty much was like the final thing, the the the, the biggest slap in the face. Yeah. After everything the MCU went through, Steve Rogers just leaving to be with Peggy in the past made him the ultimate a hole. It went completely <laughs> against who Steve Rogers and Captain America is. The Avengers needed him now more than ever since they lost Tony. And this is an extreme example, but I'll make it. It's like if a mother with a lot of children dies, and then their father decides that instead of taking care of those kids who need him, to instead just run away to be with his old high school girlfriend. He also went back and changed Peggy's timeline, which in Winter Soldier, she already had a husband. Oh. For selfish reasons, and became Sharon Carter's creepy uncle. <laughs> it also undid the story arc of Cap being a man out of time and adjusting to a new world and in Winter Soldier Peggy says to him quote none of us can go back all we can do is our best and sometimes the best we can do is start over Steve also won't change the timeline by saving Bucky or stopping Hydra from taking over S.H.I.E.L.D. but he'll change Peggy's timeline since it's good for him if they wanted to write off Steve Rogers Anything that would have made more sense would have been to stay in the present and become an agent, or, or maybe even better, replace Nick Fury as head of S.H.I.E.L.D. He's written it off in a way that doesn't undo his story arc and gives a feeling that the adventures continue. Yeah. <clears throat> um, 
it actually it, it took me a while after seeing it to really realize that they did like end Cap's story. I think in the coming a couple days after, I was just like, well, Cap didn't die, but I was like, well, he kind of just quit on everybody though. Um, but I you after now that you've said the point where he changed her timeline, that's something I hadn't thought about. And that actually is crappy. <laughs> He's an a-hole. He did it for a selfish reason. Yeah, she um, had a husband. I've like I've seen others describe it as like he did all of this work, and it's almost like he wanted to finally retire. And he believes in the other Avengers so much that he's just like, my time's done. Well, I just want to retire and live a happy life. But they needed him though. They went through this whole thing. They lost Tony. And for him to, he doesn't even tell anyone except for Bucky. Yeah, he's just like, "Bye, guys. I'll be, I'll be right back." Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I was, I was uh, surprised and confused that that happened as it was happening. Um, <clears throat> By the way, Steve shouldn't even be alive. He's like over a hundred. Um. Oh yeah. He like if he uh, just started aging from when did he go back to like the. 50s or 40s i don't know i i, I think probably by how many well let's think about this if he unthought in 2011 and that's 2023 yeah he probably went back to that exact time when he would be that age okay that's just my guess yeah i guess so. i mean it's sort of how he looked in the flashback flashback i don't know but um yeah I don't know. It's interesting. Like, I mean, I'll just to credit the Russos. They say, "Well, Cap wouldn't turn his back. He's still being Captain America in the past." Which number one, he still abandoned the Avengers and changed her timeline, and you don't show her in the movie. So, <laughs> yeah, um, I, I just felt like he was so selfish, and it this whole story arc has been about a man out of time adjusting to the future, finding his place, and they undid it. Yeah. And I guess as I was... It is such a... It's not even an unearned ending. It's an ending that completely reverses all this character development. I, I, I guess as I was saying, like, I really think the way it was set up, recasting would be the right call. Like, nothing about what happened really made sense to write him off and end his story really and i guess what i was saying like last episode is i guess i preferred that they explained it by saying well there's still going to be a captain america they don't need him specifically i was if i'm falcon i'm not smiling i'm like you jerk what the crap (laughs) You just left? Now you want me to, to do your job? Screw you, old man Steve Rogers. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I, he didn't even offer to take Bucky with him. That's true. We didn't, I mean... We spent this whole... Bucky was the one thing he had from the past. He worked everything to save his friend. And then he's just like, bye, Bucky. I mean, do we know that conversation? What if Bucky denied to go? Why would he deny to go? I mean, he loves 2023. Oh, yeah. I bet he loves their internet. 
Yeah. He doesn't want to leave Netflix. Yeah. I'm sorry, Disney Plus. Oh, yeah, in 2023. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's it's cuz it's interesting cuz I agree and I would venture to say that that's one of, one of the things that I don't love. But it's just that they kind of presented it they presented something that you've now presented as being very crappy in somehow the best way they could, but it was still so kind of crappy of him that it still looks kind of crappy. <laughs> <laughs> I, know. I was just like, I don't know, for a guy who always puts, for a guy who's like always the moral compass of the MCU, he became such a selfish a-hole. Yeah, for that one decision, at least. All right, so shall we move on? <laughs> sure. All right. You knew this was coming, guys. Marvel threw away the two pivotal characters in the MCU, Captain America and Iron Man. They should have simply recast, which is what's best for char- the characters and the franchises. Audience have accepted multiple Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Spider-Man, Hulks, and, s- and soon a new Wolverine. Tom Cruise was almost Iron Man, John Krasinski was almost Captain America, and people saying Downey and Evans are the only ones who could play them would be saying the exact same thing about them. And had DC been as stupid as Marvel, and I'll say it, they were, had DC been as stupid as Marvel, after George Reeves' Superman, we wouldn't have had the Christopher Reeve movies, Lois and Clark, Smallville, or Tyler Hoechlin's Supergirl. Had DC been as stupid as Marvel, Instead of smart, after Adam West Batman, we wouldn't have the 1989 film series. Batman Begins in the Dark Knight, Gotham, Ben Affleck's Batman, or soon Ian Glenn's Bruce Wayne in Titans. We have no Gal Gadot Wonder Woman if they don't recast her after Linda Carter. Linda Carter. After Bill Bixby, we have no MCU Hulk. After Tobey Maguire, we have no Andrew Garfield or Tom Holland. And as much as I... And some people will be like, Well, Tom Holland and Mark Ruffalo are the only actors who can play those characters. I disagree. In fact, I think the ones before them were better. So, you know... Um, like, like I said before, I think as great as Tom Holland is... I think Maguire and Garfield were better because they played both the comedy and the drama, and I think they were, unlike Holland, I think they can carry. They had the presence to where they can carry a movie by themselves. He's he's very close. He's very close, and I think that's one of the mistakes of casting a Spider-Man so young is that he couldn't carry a movie yet. But he's in Fanny War shows. He's very close, especially with his best scene he's ever done in Endgame, and. Unlike Mark Ruffalo, Bill Bixby actually brought heart to the role where he felt sympathetic. So, it's been done before. They're going to accept a new Wolverine. It's just like, people who say that uh, um, only Robert Downey Jr. can play Iron Man. It's just like, guys, you realize, with that mindset, you wouldn't have the Dark Knight. You wouldn't mm-hmm. have um, Hulk in the MCU. We wouldn't have Christopher Reeve as Superman. It's just yeah, they're replaceable. Yeah, um, I don't know. Maybe the one thing that people think 
is because it's the MCU, because it's this self-contained thing that, like, you somehow need to reboot in order to make something work. But, um, I think, I mean, I agree that it's the wrong decision. Like, uh, recasting would would work fine if they got someone. I feel like the frustrating thing is, if this were ten years ago, they'd recast without a second thought. Yeah, definitely. Um, I still haven't given up because I just want to wait and see what it looks like without Cap and Iron Man, which is a sad thing to even say, to have an MC without them. Um, But I just... Hopefully some characters will step... like. Hopefully some characters will step up to fill the void of that without it just being Spider-Man being the new Iron Man. I don't know. So I have one last thing to say about this. Okay. It's going to offend some people, but whatever. I'm going to roll up my sleeves and say it. There's some of you who'd be like, Robert Downey Jr. made Iron Man. You know, Chris Evans made Captain America. Well, I'll just say this. To the people who say it, Robert Downey Jr. did not stop Iron Man 2 from sucking. <laughs> Um, the Avengers cast did not stop Age of Ultron from being a massive drop in quality. Toy McGuire and Andrew Garfield being in Homecoming is not going to make that movie better. It's yeah, it's just the way it is. Actors are replaceable, guys. Yeah, yeah. It's not the only cog in the movie machine. There are other things. So You know what? If they were to reboot Iron Man with a different creative team... Like, that first Iron Man movie is great, but if we have a rebooted trilogy, it's almost a guarantee that that trilogy will be better than Robert Downey Jr.'s trilogy. Because you had one great, one good, one terrible. Yeah. (laughs) So, how many do I have? Is it 18? So we're on 16. Okay. Alright, so back to Captain America being an (laughs) a-hole. If they want to have temporarily, keyword, temporarily, have Sam Wilson become Captain America, they should have still had Steve Rogers be a supporting character to help him not and not just abandon him. Like, in the comics, when Wilson um, became Cap temporarily in the comics, Steve Rogers was still around in the universe helping out. And they could have followed... The Batman Beyond route, the Spider-Man to the Spider-Verse route, and the Spider-Girl comic route where Bruce, even though the mantle is passed on to someone else, Bruce Wayne and Peter Parker are supporting characters. Batman is Bruce Wayne's franchise. No matter Batman Beyond, no matter if it's Terry McGinnis or Dick Grayson under the cowl, Batman is Bruce Wayne's franchise. It doesn't matter if you have Miles Morales or Miguel Hera under the mask. Spider-Man is Peter Parker's franchise. And if they wanted to um, temporarily pass the mantle, or fully, if they knew that we have this five-year plan to where we're going to bring them to you fully to a close, Steve Rogers should still be a supporting character because no matter who it is, whether it was Bucky or Falcon, Captain America is Steve Rogers' franchise. Yeah. <clears throat> I uh I and that's probably why I prefer um 
recasting, but um, in terms of a, a, a character placeholder, um, I think it could work, of course. I haven't seen yet an example of where it doesn't work, because I'm not as familiar, so I could be wrong. <laughs> well, if I don't know how, but if there was some way that Steve was still helping out Falcon, old man Steve, I would be okay with that ending. Okay. But him just saying, you're on your own, kid, is yeah. just like, screw you, Captain America. <laughs> but I... Now, the Russo brothers in an interview said, Chris Evans isn't done with Captain America after Endgame. Is there a chance maybe we'll see old man Steve Rogers helping Falcon out? It's tough. Because he's a man out of time, so how could he use computers? But he's been here for, like, 12 years, so I don't... Yeah, I mean... Or, like, helping him out, he goes to him for advice. I don't... Is there a way... I think... Do you... No, there is a way. Do you yeah. think there's a possibility that if there is somehow... We continue the story of Falcon in the costume, that Steve Rogers will still be a supporting character helping out Sam Wilson? I think it's possible um i mean he did like assuming if i'm assuming correctly he would have lived just a normal life from when he went back to up to that point so he must have had that day marked on the calendar for a while he's yeah. like oh i gotta go sit on a bench tomorrow i gotta <laughs> I, I hope there's not bird poop on it <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i mean he's he's aware of the world and the things that happened in it, so... I mean... Yeah, it's possible. Ew, I don't know. Whether or not that's actually what they're going to do. That sounds cool to me. I would want to see that movie. Well... Like, I'd be fine with if Steve was still around. Yeah. Like, no, him being, like, a... Character... That is consulted... For help in how to be Captain America... And he's like an old man that he goes to. <laughs> that that would be nice. I mean, if 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 like the credits are, Wilson is the main character, and maybe you have the villain, and then Steve is like a a supporting character who helps him out. Yeah, I, I I'd be okay with that. But yeah, just him being like, "You're on your own, kid. Good yeah. luck." Yeah. Um, and you know maybe like maybe that's just one of his reasons for coming back. Maybe there's a conversation that happens. Like, we don't see the conversation. Like, because he's just a guy. He's still there after that part that happens at the end. He's still just sitting on a bench. Yeah. It's not like he It's not like he poops into dust. That's That power's gone. Yes. So, <laughs> he's still there. He has to... He can't just be like, well, I'm ditching now. Irish goodbye. I'm gonna... <laughs> <laughs> so... And then go visit Peggy's grave. Yeah. We have yet to see what happens there. So, all right. Now, <clears throat> this was the ending, uh, a culmination for the MCU, at least this era of the MCU. Yeah. You know, some people feel like we need a complete ending, but sometimes the best ending is one where we're leaving the story, but we know that the adventures continue with Steve Rogers as Captain America and Tony Stark still as Iron Man. And like the best superhero end stories where it's like a 
Elseworlds story that tries <clears throat> to give like a finale to these comics. Yeah. Like The Dark Knight Returns, Batman Beyond, Batman Arkham Knight, All-Star Superman, and Spider-Girl. Show the hero continue the never-ending battle or in the future mentoring the next generation. So that it ends where they still have a purpose helping people. And I once we're going to go to extreme example. Some will say that there should be a definitive ending for how the story ends. However, that's like saying the office should have ended with Michael Scott's death or showing the end of Jim and Pam's relationship. Yeah, open-ended endings work. It's I mean they're not sometimes people are not satisfied because they want to know what happens, but there's a reason they're done so often because they do work. Like you can imagine that a character is, you know, doing something else. <clears throat> so, I agree. Like in Ultimate Spider-Man, there were basically three endings that that character got. In 2011, he died. In 2014, he came back to life, told Miles he's Spider-Man now, and he left with Mary Jane. And the final ending from 2018 was, it showed that um, he's back together with Mary Jane, and he's now a member of the Avengers as Spider-Man again. And I felt like that third ending was the best one, having like the adventures continue. Yeah, yeah. A good point. <clears throat> so here, I talked about my two, there are three big problems I have with this movie that I think are like, show that the MCU, whatever happens, I don't care what the plans are, is coming to an end. Um, people aren't going to care anymore. Um, it's uninviting to new fans. And one is Game Ray of Captain America, Game Ray of Iron Man, and now this messy timeline continuity they put themselves in. So, MCU continuity is now a mess. Where five years have passed for half the universe, and for the other half, five minutes. It doesn't make sense for Captain Tell Hulk to leave everything the same of the five years, but the characters return what for them was five minutes later. So in the comic Infinity Gauntlet, when the snap is undone, it returns to right before the snap, and the universe continues as if the snap never happened. Mm -hmm. They should have done it where we return back to 2018 and erase the five years, or they should have stayed in 2023 where the Dusty characters are five years older and have memories of what their lives would have been in those five years. And it felt like this was a poor creative decision where they wanted both ways. And, like, an example is, like, they still want Spider-Man in high school, but they want Tony to have a, a life and family with Pepper. And, no, don't half do it. Commit to one. Okay, guys? Now you've made your continuity a mess. Yeah. And I don't think that they can recover from it. Um, you know, it's an, you remind me of something that, and since I didn't have too much negative, I guess I'll bring up one thing I thought was very weird. If this was set in 2023, mostly, and th that means that a lot of the future movies that take place after Endgame will take place in 2023 or later, they had a lot of references to stuff that's only relevant in 2018 or 2019. Like, there was a lot of, like, current humor. Like, yeah. like they showed the Hulk dabbing. They showed Fortnite. And 
it's in 2023. Shit. <laughs> I don't know. It was just like, it was like, you're making referential humor in a movie that takes place in the future. Interesting. <laughs> uh, do you think it was a mistake to do this? Do you think that the continuity is now a mess? And should they have either stuck to going back to 2018 or 2023, but everyone has aged now five years? Uh, I think that it is absolutely a mess, but in the context of just this movie, it might have made for a better movie because of the drama of the five-year gap. But it's not the last movie, though. They have five years they want to make movies after this. Yeah, and in terms of trying to set up the future of the MCU, I would agree that it will get messy. I do think it's possible to redeem because they just have to make smart choices to make it not confusing. Um, but yeah, they, they can't like assume that everyone's going to be a super fan who can keep track of the timeline. It, they would need to keep getting new people because there's always going to be people who drop off. They need to keep getting new people and keeping the old fans if they want it to continue and continue being this major cinema phenomenon for years to come they do need it to be more welcoming. But I, I think it's possible to kind of set it up in a way where, like, this happened, and now let's kind of make it less confusing <laughs> again. I don't think it would be that hard it, with good writing to lessen the confusion a bit. All right, guys, so that is all my negative stuff about <coughs> Avengers Endgame. Okay. So... I thought we'd look back at our past predictions for yeah. this movie. So, starting, I went back to our Infinity War special. And um, what did we think would happen a year ago? Um, I mean, we thought that everyone would come back in the well, last I act. Well, down. Oh, okay. So. <laughs> okay. okay. I thought you were asking me right now. I was like, oh, God, I have to. No, that was right. acting right there, people. <laughs> okay. All right. We have eight right here. One. Yeah. When Steve and Tony are forced to work together again, Tony will give him back the shield. Um, that happened. Yeah, it did. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's kind of obvious, but yeah. <laughs> this was a question I asked: Will Miles Morales cameo in a Dusted World? That was probably a bold claim for a movie that it's hard to even fit in all the stuff that happened in the three hours. Yeah. So, so no. <laughs> I'll, I'll just say this. This movie and the way like they tossed out characters and kind of like this thing now about we're having Falcon become Captain America and Steve Rogers is gone. I've gotten to the point. I would have been all for it. I no longer want to see a live action Miles Morales or a live action Batman Beyond. Fair. I mean, I just want to see more. Uh, I want to see an Into the Spider-Verse sequel more than a live action yeah. Miles Morales. So. Like... I feel like Spider-Verse was live action because you have these people in live action in live action who don't understand the characters well. Just like, oh, just give them the costume powers. They'll matter. It doesn't matter. (laughs) I feel like it would have ended with Peter Parker just quitting instead of him going back home to be Spider-Man in his universe. Right. I don't know. I mean, it's possible. (laughs) I just... I with get, stuff like this, I've lost faith in the live-action guys. 
Yeah, I mean, I guess the way they essentially, you could say, wrote off uh, Peter B. Parker in Into the Spider-Verse was probably the perfect way to do that. Because he, he had character development, and now he's ready to go back into his universe. And he still had the web shooter, so he's still Spider-Man. Yeah. That was great. That that last scene with him, there's like shooting the web shooter and getting back with MJ. Yeah. Oh, man, great so stuff. Nice. Yeah. All right. Dusty characters will return in the last five minutes after Thanos is defeated. There were that uh, was my prediction. Well, you were oh after Thanos is defeated. Yeah. Okay. I so I wanted them to come back earlier, but I was just like okay, they won't. I see. We talked about them. I thought we talked about them coming in for the final battle, and we I did s- later. This is the Infinity War special. Okay. Oh I'm yeah. Going back yeah. Yeah. Too. Okay. Um. Uh, so I, at the time, how did you then predict that they would have come back? After Thanos was defeated, somehow this, a reverse snap happens, and then oh, okay. they get undusted. Okay. The dust comes together, and they come back. <laughs> yeah, we don't, we didn't see how they come back. So. You're right. Oh my god, you could just go back to yeah. Infinity War and just hit rewind. Yeah. And that's how it happens. Yeah, definitely. All right, um, boy. Captain Marvel up here. Oh. So obvious. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Not as big a role. Yeah, I would have thought a bigger role. I actually thought she was literally going to be in the crew solving it the whole time. Yeah. Uh, but no, she 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 was doing presumably a different thing on different planets. In a way, that post credit scene was kind of useless. Yeah, like, uh, oh, and it wasn't in the movie, right? Because um, you predicted that that was just going to be a scene from Endgame. Oh, yeah, that it wasn't was not, in the movie. It was not in the movie. Um, <laughs> I meant the Infinity War post credit scene. Oh, sorry. Um, well, oh, right, right. And she does she save only Tony. Come, yeah, she, she just comes to save Tony. Huh. I don't know. I mean, her coming helped. I mean, she... she did a significant amount of help in the final battle, despite showing up a bit late. Um. Huh. <laughs> All right. Loki and Vision will stay dead. Gamora returns. Hey, look at that. They all returned. Well, Vision not yet, but he will. How do you think he's going re- to, like, just rebuild somehow? Or, like, I don't know. <laughs> if Spider-Man... Okay. I heard this is in the trailer. I know it from a spoiler. Because I, I don't care. I'll read the spoilers for Into the... I know. Far From Home. Does They said that Mysterio is from the multi... Is from an alternate universe. I don't remember. Well, that's a way <laughs> that they could... Or time travel. Oh, okay. Yeah. Or he could just be rebuilt. I mean, yeah. <laughs> um. I mean... The gauntlet would still have the stones, right? I mean, that Iron of, Man had. It's kind of destroyed looking. I don't. I don't know. I guess not. But um, they returned. But the Hulk stone. was able to use a gauntlet, and then Iron Man used a gauntlet. So the stone should still be around. Yeah, you're right. So they Scarlet return- Witch could grab whatever one that uh, Vision had and put it back in his head if right. Shuri rebuilds him. Right, because they put all the stones back where they belonged. Right, but then you could get that specific stone. And, yeah. Okay. Okay. 
All right. Yeah. Um, this was a wild guess. Quicksilver will return. It's a guess. <laughs> yep. Um, they're doing multiverse and time travel. I think he'll be back. Even with that horrible accent. Wait, are these predictions that you have? Uh, these are oh, predictions from Infinity War. Oh, okay. We're I just see. doing updates. I see. Okay. Did not see that coming? Oh, my God. <laughs> Quick, we had in 2014, we had Quicksilver. We had Fox's Quicksilver. And in 2015, we had um, Marvel's Quicksilver. Everyone trashed on the Fox Quicksilver. Everyone trashed on it. <laughs> oh, it's not Marvel, so it's not going to be good. But then you know what happened? The movies came out, and everyone pretty much agrees Fox's Quicksilver was better than Marvel's. <laughs> well, there you go. <clears throat> All right. Number seven, Spider-Man gets the black suit. Still, no. Did not happen. <laughs> All right, uh, having less characters will make it a better movie, and I think it did. Like, Ellie, you mean the parts with them? I mean... I mean, like, the the whole movie. Okay. Endgame um, was better because it had less characters. Okay. It wasn't... It didn't have so many characters crammed into it. I gotcha. Yeah, having the enormous amount of characters saved for just the final battle, so you don't you don't have to cut to entirely different scenes for them. That that does make it work better in terms of flow. Yeah. All right. So now we're moving on to our pre-end game special. Our previous, yep. well, not the part one was previous, but the one before that. The predictions we just made a few weeks ago. Yes. Pre-end game special. We asked who will sacrifice themselves. You said Iron Man. I said Ant Man. One of us was right. Yeah, and I did. I it, it was me, despite having very little pre- like premise for my guess. Just that it seemed like the one that made the most emotional sense for the franchise. I guess. All right. So this was what I wrote. Some stuff I would like to see. Yeah. So number one, all the dusted characters return for final battle, and Cap calls out Avengers Assemble. <laughs> wow it happened it did now that's not an original prediction everyone had that had yeah. that hope but yeah <laughs> i didn't think it would happen yeah oh but they wanted to they wanted to to make people happy yes all right number two the end is tony and pepper's wedding with all the superheroes as guests before he says i do on tv J. jonah jameson says there's trouble in the city Tony promises to be right back, and all the heroes of the MCU run to their next battle. The last ones we see run there are the big three. You know, it's funny. As I was watching it, and it was the final part, I was like, I remembered this prediction where it was <laughs> it was end like ending at his wedding, and I was like, it's kind of the opposite. <laughs> it ends at his funeral. Yes. <laughs> all right, number three. Recast and continue the character. That was just a hope. That was a hope. And nope. Nope. <laughs> All right. Number four. If they want to put away characters for a little bit, Steve becomes uh, a leader at Shield. Actually, in retrospect, I would have wanted him to become the leader and like replace Nick Fury. And Tony continues to work on their tech. This way, they'll be gone for a little bit of time until they can be reintroduced. It goes into the hope of wanting them to, be, to not be completely written off. And so, yes. of course, this did not happen either. 
Tony will realize that even with all he can, he can do, he couldn't save Peter from dusting, and we never see the Iron Spider suit again. <laughs> you were being very hopeful in these predictions. I was. Now, yeah. I don't know if this is true or not. Is the Iron Spider suit in the Far From Home trailer? I I don't remember seeing I I gotta see it again, I think, be, just to even remember, because... I don't remember seeing it. It was him. You know what? Now I'm. I remember a scene where he's shaking hands with Mysterio, and he has a shiny suit on. With Mysterio? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> because it seems like in the movie, the Mysterio presents himself as a good guy at first, right? So I mean, I don't know. I don't know I what. Guess the, so. Like we, they're just showing us. They're teasing us with little scenes. So who knows what the context of that is. Alright, final post-credit scene decade to Stan Lee, either a montage or blooper reel. Um, none of that, but we didn't talk about this final Stan Lee the cameo. Final cameo. We didn't. <laughs> it was exciting when I, I it, was, it, was, it was, of course, I don't like, I don't, like, they couldn't have known that it was his last one when they filmed it, obviously, but it was. It was a, it was another good one to me. It, it was just like it's not as heartfelt. Yeah, and that's why I was saying they couldn't have known Spider Verse or even Captain Marvels. Yeah, but I kind of got this feeling that if Stan knew it was going to be the last one, he would have wanted it to end on a laugh. Oh yeah, I, I felt like the fact that it was another one of his funny. It was a very classic Stanley cameo. It's what a lot of them have been. And, um, I don't know. There's just something that seems fitting about it, and I can't really place why. It just, it seems like a good ending to me. Alright. This was the final thing I wanted. Three witnesses to the events of MCU that witnessed the whole thing, and they published a comic by Stan, Jack, and Steve. Um, wait, what is that? There are three I'm people who we realize have witnessed all these events of the MCU. And then at the end, they publish a comic of the events of the MCU, and we see that the comic was created by Stan, Jack, and Steve. Oh, okay. So a little uh, super meta reference yes. in the thing itself. Um, bold guess. Not exactly what happened. No. <laughs> All right, now we're at to characters' fates. Yeah. I... I say Captain America will die. Uh, he, no, just ditched. <laughs> no, he just ditched. Yeah. Screwed up the timeline, but whatever. I think I said he was a potential sacrifice, but I thought it was more likely to be Iron Man. All right, for Iron Man, I, I thought that he was going to retire. Wow, that's the Got opposite. The reverse. <laughs> All right, uh, for Thor, I said Thor leaves Earth for Asgard. Um, he left Earth, presumably, so. I guess it's Close a little enough. half, right? Yeah. For Hulk, Hulk dies, but Banner lives. Mm, what did happen? I can't even remember. <laughs> well, he becomes... <laughs> it's just, he's, he didn't change. He's still Professor Hulk, basically, yeah. right? Okay. Uh, Black Widow, I said, was 50-50. Because I could see her either leaving with Banner or dying, and that the Black Widow movie is a prequel. 
Uh, and that it, that is what it seems to be at this point. Yes. Uh, she died, and it's a prequel. All right, Hawkeye. Dead. Dead, mm. dead, 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 dead. <laughs> and? No. Alive. Yeah. I will say, of all the characters, he made the most sense. His story arc makes the most sense for him to die. Yeah, I, I guess so. Um, Ant-Man. Dead. And no. <laughs> no. He still lived to shrink another day. All right, before we get to the predictions, I need to get a new drink, so... Okay. You know, we can, uh... And now for predictions. Predictions that we had in... Come on, open piece of crap. (laughs) In Avengers Endgame. So, this is predictions for what we see in future MCU films? No, for what we had said for... This was the pre-Endgame special predictions. Okay, I was confused. (laughs) All right, so, prediction one. Cap will die, saving Tony. Tony will retire from Iron Man. Thor will leave Earth. Hulk dies with Banner lives and leaves. We just... uh, Just said that. Yeah. All right. Either at Cap's funeral or his wedding, Tony will give a speech honoring Steve. Interesting. Uh, Well, there there wasn't a... uh... It was just silence. Yeah, it was just silence and seeing (laughs) everyone. There's a big contradiction. Um, and this oh, is this is uh, unforgivable. This this makes uh, Endgame a zero out of ten. Yes, I'm curious. Drax was wearing a suit, and he establishes in one of the movies that he never wears a shirt because it like he, he doesn't like it on his nipples or something. I forget, but well, <laughs> he was wearing a, he was wearing a suit. No, but yeah, that was the end. Yes, number no three. It will end with Tony and Pepper's wedding. Death. Death. Yeah. We didn't even see the wedding. It just happened off screen. Oh, it, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, because of five-year jump. Yeah. Yeah. Post-credit scene will introduce new villain, either Kang or set up Secret Invasion. And no post-credits. No post-credit scene, which... Which I think is fitting. I think it... <clears throat> yeah, I think it's best uh, that they didn't have one. Yeah. It was a wild one, which we don't know for sure yet. Yeah. If they do Secret Invasion, one of the dead characters from Endgame will be revealed to be an imposter scroll. Hmm. I think this is that's a stretch, but we technically don't know. We don't know. Yeah. Could Black Widow or Iron Man in that five year gap have been replaced by a scroll and the real one is out there captured yeah. somewhere? I think it would be crappy to do this if they didn't leave hints in Endgame. Like, I don't know, maybe there's hints that people didn't notice, but <laughs> it would be nice to have some hints. Yes. All right. It will be inspired by the panned comic book series Ultimatum. And did this line up in well, the end? Well, I'll say, I'll point out some things that happened. Okay. In Ultimatum. It was this and Infinity War. In Ultimatum, Spider-Man on public transportation swings away. Big event that all characters see. A tidal wave, because that makes sense with Magneto. (laughs) Death of Magneto's daughter, Scarlet Witch, in the prequel comic. Magneto says humans have destroyed the Earth and wants to wipe them out and start over. At his base, he is confronted by heroes after he killed their friends. His arm is chopped off and Cyclops blasts his head into bits. Hmm. So So they're... There, there. I mean, there's connections. If they're, if they didn't flip through Ultimatum, that's some pretty big coincidences. Yeah. Um. Pretty much, 
after Thanos gets his head chopped off is when the ultimatum similarities end. Yeah. Maybe they flip through ultimatum and they're like, maybe we can take some parts of this and make it not so bad. Yes. Uh, maybe. All right. Here's something that I'm retconning into this prediction. Okay. The first Ultimate Spider-Man storyline after Ultimatum, introduction of Mysterio to the Ultimate Universe, posts a lot of videos on YouTube. Later revealed that the Ultimate Universe's Mysterio is actually from another dimension, the Marvel Universe. Um, so, yeah, you're saying... So, with the... Uh implications in the Far From Home trailers. You're saying that this lines up with what happened with Spider-Man after Ultimatum. <laughs> You're on to something. <laughs> Alright. Here was the big one to blow people's mind. Yeah. Tony Stark is in Spider-Man Far From Home. Because we saw in the interview he yeah. had the Tony Stark beard. Yeah. Do you think that was just to throw people off? Like... Tony Stark, I still believe, is in Spider-Man Far From Home. If that is true, you think they're bringing him back from the dead? Two things. Okay. I thought at first, this is going to blow people's minds. Okay. Kaboom. Yeah. I thought at first, maybe he left a message for Peter. Right. Like the hologram like, he left. Yeah, like the last one. Which is what Wolverine did in Ultimatum after he died. Yeah. But Mysterio's from an alternate universe. I'm telling you, Peter will meet in alternate, alternate universe, universe Tony Stark. You know, I'm, I'm starting to think maybe the if this is true, then they are probably building to that twist successfully because literally the entire new trailer to Far From Home is just like, what's the world now without Iron Man? There needs to be an Iron Man. That's like what the whole trailer is. So it kind of lines up if they're trying to pull at our heartstrings. Maybe they don't even bring him back. He just has a f- one scene with Peter and inspire him. Yeah. But either way, I'm telling you, Tony Stark is in Spider-Man Far From Home. Yeah, I, I don't know. Could there have just maybe just be a flashback, though? Like, maybe he was just there shooting... There could be. A, no matter, either way, one version or another, Tony Stark is in Spider-Man Far From Home. Okay. I, I think you might be onto something there. As, as drastic as it seemed, I kind of... Because, I mean, he did have the Tony... Yeah, I don't know. Listen to uh, the pre-Endgame yes. special to hear what we're talking about there. So, do we want to say to be continued? And... Yeah, it turns out this is going to be a trilogy. Yeah, guys! Wow. We're longer than the movie! <laughs> we did it! Yes. So, if you can manage to stick with us. I mean, I don't know how long it's going to be, but as we've learned, it's always longer than we play. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you can manage to stick with us, uh, tune in to our Avengers Endgame special, part three, where we'll be talking about what's next. What's that- next. All right. And as always, continue falling down that rabbit hole.